you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. J-Mac and Cherry B are on tap. I don't know we had a little... <laughs> anyway, um, it's great to be back with you. Yes. It's after a, a, a long bit of a break. Yeah, I want to be the first person to wish, to wish you a holy new year. You probably have gotten a many happy new, new year. years. Hey, hey. Right? Many of those. You've probably had like a happy new year. Um, I've even wished some people a happy new year, but, um, what, what if we didn't, I mean, nothing wrong with happiness. I feel like people are like, there she goes. Mm-hmm. Like it's Messing the new year. Everything. Like, why are you, I know, I don't, I don't mean it to be that way. I'm just saying. No, that's good. I like it. What if we provoked people to having a holy new year? What if, what if that mm. were the greeting? What if we said, holy new year, everybody. Mm. Like, can you imagine how much that would provoke people <laughs> to start thinking year. about, yeah. like, just um, what it means to live righteously before the Lord, what mm. it means to walk uprightly before the Lord um, could have huge implications. I'm not expecting it to be on anybody's stickers, you know, next year. Like, I'm not expecting yeah, we can it make to stickers. make like a Hallmark greeting card. We can do that. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not expecting it. Yeah. I no. just I just have been um, talking well, I've mentioned here and there, and then I met a dear sister, oh man, and her name escapes me right at this moment, who was wearing a shirt that was the thing that I had been saying for a while, like, what if we pursued um, holiness instead of happiness, mm-hmm. uh, something to that effect, oh, yeah. you know? I think that's been the thing that's kind of gotten us in trouble. As Christians living in America, we took that pursuit of happiness, and, and man, we really exalted that instead of uh, pursuing holiness. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the byproduct of that is that you feel happy. But sometimes you just have to be disciplined and it doesn't always make you feel happy. Mm. Right. Like you discipline is not always yay. Right. But um, you do what you have to do. You do what you're told to do. And um, anyway, so Holy New Year. It's great to be back I with like you. It. I like it. Do you? Yeah. Well, that's encouraging. I wish I would have thought of that. Well, I mean, because because we kind of you and I, just in case people are uh, joining us for the first time, uh, we're married. Yeah. Still. And so um, <laughs> from 21 to 22, 2021 to 2022. And so that means it's kind of your idea as well. Okay. Well, you, I'll take you don't that. don't have to. Well, that's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, you can use it. And hopefully you will um, wish people a holy new year. A holy new year. Well, do when, do you stop say, when do you stop saying that? Like, like how far I, into the I, new year do you stop saying yeah, happy or holy? This is the one? question, isn't it? I think this question is right up there with um, when people take their decorations down. Mm-hmm. Although I heard that you take your decorations down on um, January the 6th. Really? January the 6th. Like yeah. there's, there's an official date. Yeah. Yeah. And it's connected to um, the epiphany season, um, the clarity, the the light, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Like it's, it's kind of like um, ending the Christmas season and going into the, mm. the revelation of Christ. 
season. Really? So January 6th is okay. um, Epiphany. People mm. may see that on their official calendars too. Um, but I've, I've heard that that's supposed to be the official day that you take your decorations down. If you're in New Orleans, you just change it to different colors. Like you just kind of work with what you already have going mm-hmm. and just go right into the next season. I don't know. Um, but but to your question about how long do you wish someone a holy new year? Yeah. Can we just do that? We can just do that. You wish someone a holy new year. Um, I would say probably until January 6th. Okay. Just to be consistent. Okay. I've also heard it said that, you know, at any point that it's your first time greeting someone in the new year. Okay. Well, would you go with that? I guess so. I was just looking for, I mean, you gave it, you gave me the answer, the official, official date. I, I didn't know. I mean, cause people say that seemed like well extended into the new year. I, I, I mean, I've, I've, I think I've they're going that. on first greeting. Maybe like so. the first time you, you know, greet someone or meet someone in the new year and you haven't, I think you say it. There's some people who just don't say it. I mean, I think we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're just kind of a little bit colder in our society these days. And I, I really think it's because we, we all consume so much media mm-hmm. that we don't know where people stand. We don't uh, know the kind of people that we're encountering. And it used to be that we would just, you know, greet one another. Yeah. And now we don't do that so much because, um, we're not sure if it's going to be a friendly greeting and that's sad. <laughs> and so, and so, um, so that's what I want to talk about just a little bit today, okay. because I think it's important for us to recalibrate and how, how do the Addisons want to start off their new year? Um, we want to start off our new year. Uh, hopefully you have grown to appreciate as we weave through all of our shows, mm-hmm. um, any time of the year that the word of God is our straight edge. Amen. And why do we say that? We say that the word of God is supposed to guide, is supposed to direct, determine our engagement in any situation. And um, if for the believer, the word of God were our straight edge, I think that some of our um, ongoing interactions might look differently because you have a lot of people who claim to be believers. But as we know, and we've done shows where we've talked about some of the numbers, many believers tend to be, biblically illiterate Mm. so they're not reading the bible but i think what's worse than that is that many believers do not have a biblical worldview i want to say the number um the percentage is something like six percent of professing christians among believers professing believers uh six percent have a biblical worldview And, and what does that mean that means that as you consume the word of god as you're reading it you believe that in all the places where it is prescriptive Mm -hmm. you live it Mm. And that's quite different. I think people are very comfortable with um, being Bible readers and even encouraging other people to be Bible readers. But I think where we really kind of like, you know, get a little bit nervous is when, you know, you kind of ask the question, wait, the Bible wants me to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I got to apply this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and that that becomes the big thing. And so that's what we want to talk about today. Today's topic is straight edge on guard, Mm. straight edge on guard. The word protects us. The word protects us. And so I thought it might be great for us to just sort of position ourselves Mm -hmm. um, as we are starting a new year. There are a lot of thoughts that go uh, through people's minds, things that they are considering. And what I thought it might be really helpful and healthy for us to do is to start off with the word of God as a straight edge. Amen. And and to explore kind of you and I back and forth Mm -hmm. to explore the significance of that and what that might look like in the life of the believer. And this was sparked by my reading an article that I want to share a little bit of today. And I thought, man, you know, um, 
if if you really just look at the media, right? And I, I don't want to always like sing, you know, the media, right? Yeah. But if you look at what we consume on a regular basis, more than probably at any other time um, in the history of this country, um, we all, everybody, not just the adults, it used to be the adults read newspapers, right? But everybody's consuming some type of information somewhere, some form of media, right? More right. Than, than at any other time. Right. And so that media has a way of shaping people. Right. It has a way of um, determining how we look at the world around us. And my thought was, so how do we as Christians keep ourselves out of the fray of being sort of like pulled along by media presentation? How do we keep ourselves out of the fray? Well, the only answer, seriously, the only answer I could arrive at was um, the word of God. Amen. Like, I think in some instances we think, um, okay, so I don't want to be pulled in one direction. Mm-hmm. So the temptation is, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this. I don't want anybody to hear me saying that there's something wrong with, with what I'm about to say. I'm just using this to make an, an illustration. So we think, I don't want to be pulled in this direction by consuming um, this kind of media nonstop. So I, I don't want to be pulled in this direction. So we think that the antidote to that is to make sure that we read a lot of the stuff in the other direction. Mm. And in so doing, we think that we stabilize ourselves, right? We think that we kind of keep ourselves from being just, just pulled. Yeah. But what I have found is that it really doesn't matter. What you consume the most of will pull you in that direction. Because you start to go to the other extreme. To the other direction that was only meant to be an antidote. Right. Yeah, but you go to it was only meant to help you, but it will it will pull you just as the other direction was going to. Right. Right. And so the only way for us to be stabilized and and I would even say if you're going to be pulled and you should, the best direction, the only eternal direction to be pulled in is the direction of the word of God to be pulled toward the truths of God. And so that should be what we consume primarily. So I was reading this article and I was thinking about how. um John 10, 10 says the thief comes only to steal, to kill and to destroy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the Lord says that he's come that we might have life. Right. And you think about uh, what the enemy comes to do. And I, and I was thinking how the media kind of has positioned itself as the enemy of the people. Right. Like in, in some ways the media has, you know, I was just talking, can I just pause for a second? All right. Pause. Many people who listen to this program, you know, (laughs) that we educate our kids at home. So I was just talking to Gabby. Gabby is our 13 year old. And I was talking to her about the importance of um, when we say media, it is a plural word and that it should take plural verbs. And, and, and I'm and here I am, I'm doing the thing that I told her that she should do. You just it's not commonly said. So if you say media, you should say they are. Okay. They are the media. They are. You say media, then that's the singular. No, no media. Media is the plural, plural. and then medium is singular. Gotcha. Anyway, you give a, a little lesson right there. Holy New Year, everybody! <laughs> now re- <laughs> back to your reset program. Reset. So <laughs> media are okay. <laughs> no, it is positioning no. themselves. <laughs> Me, because because Gabby's going to go back and listen to this program and she's going to be like, I caught you. You're Man, a hypocrite. Um, but, you know, there are things that I uh, this is unfortunate. There are things that I'm a stickler about when they write and, yeah. and the way they communicate when it's like 
by the book. Some things just more sound so than funny, when we're just though. communicating back and forth. You're Some right. Media are. That sounds right. funny. It's true, but media <laughs> is plural. Media so are. Me, the media are. That's that's the way it's that technically so supposed funny. to be it said. It wrong. does. It's because we don't <laughs> say it. I know. And I told Gabby that. I said, I know it sounds weird. It sounds funny to your ear. And you might be laughed at if you say it publicly. <laughs> right. I'm saying it sounds like, you know, you're saying it wrong and people would laugh at But a teacher would appreciate it. A teacher. And I, I you know, anyway. Media yeah. are. Okay, go ahead. The, media the media are. are. The, the media right. are. Go ahead. What's your point? <laughs> so not steal, kill, destroy for the media. It's scare, anger, and divide. Mm. Scare, anger, and divide. And I was thinking about some of the news headlines hmm. that we consumed in the last year because I was reading this article. And I was thinking, wow, you know, and you could you could probably um, expand the categories that you put some of the news headlines in. And maybe you could expand the emotions that um, that were drawn from the consumers Mm -hmm. of that information. But on the whole, it seemed that the chief thing, at least the last couple of years, you know, um, was to kind of keep you afraid. Right. Mm. Keep you afraid. Yes. Um, Then after that, to keep you angry. Yes. And then hopefully divide you. Over that. So over the fear and over the anger and tell you what to think Mm -hmm. and then divide you over those things. And I was thinking that, man, because that appears to be true, Mm -hmm. because that appears to be true. What better antidote do we have? It is not Mm. um, it is not the alternative Mm -hmm. media. It is not a different form of media that we should be seeking after. It's the but word. It, it is the word. I, of and, God. I, and I'm thinking about the scripture, you know, that the word is a lamp unto our feet, a light Amen. into our pathway. You know how the psalmist says, I hide the word in my heart that I might not sin. Amen. You know, so yeah, it that's what illuminates our, our hearts and our minds, the word of God, you know? Yes. And so if we just filling it up with the opposite media, mm-hmm. you know, a medium. I don't know. If, <laughs> the yeah. opposite media, but as long okay. as you plural all the way around. All right. Well, that, <laughs> yes. you know, so then it we're, should be we're filling doing, it up with these opposite media. Yeah. We're not benefiting <laughs> ourselves by doing that. We're just yeah. going over into another extreme. That's, yeah. That's a good no, point. It's so true. It's so true. And, and I'm going to tell you, you know, the enemy is very um, cunning and very subtle. And mm. what we don't realize is that we think that we're doing ourselves a service by just kind of like um, providing ourselves with our own guidelines. So mm. We have our own parameters that we say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to read this. And we think that we're kind of keeping ourselves stable. But really what happens is that we're being influenced by what we consume the most. Wow. We're being in- influenced by what we consume the most. Yes. I am submitting to you today that it should be the word of God. Amen. And we'll kind of dig into a little bit more of that on the other side of this break. Stay right there. So when I, when I think about it, grace and mercy, when I think about it, grace and mercy, when I think about it, grace and mercy, lift your hands up in the air and give him glory. We lift your name high. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Holy New Year to you. Yes. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Jay, the producer with Messiah. Well, um, Jay Mack, our producer, is also on tap. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted, uh, it wasn't that Jay, you know. Well, I just want to make Jay. sure everybody knows Jay that we producer. we also have one. Yeah, we so, have one. you know. Got to have a Jay, the producer. I uh, think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It just seems to be the thing. And Sherry B, also over in Studio CC, we're going to make sure that we get around to your calls in the last segment. I'd be curious to hear how you think that the media have, the media have. <laughs> 
You see, the like, media have the man. media have affected the <sighs> way that you view the world and the way that you view people around you. Maybe some of the things that you've consumed or that you consumed in 2021. That when you look back on those things, you can find that mm-hmm. it was just better for you to unplug for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say, especially because of what we do for a living, what is so important for me, and and I think I could safely speak for you on this too, Will, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that it's really important to make sure that we are thoroughly saturated with the word. Like when we have questions about what's going on in the culture, it's really important for us to be able to go to the word of God first and then consume the news story. And this applies to social media as well. Yes. Yes. Put that out there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I have. um, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. All right. Okay. So here we go. I, I highly look, I highly recommend regularly unplugging, from social media. Mm-hmm. I've already been on that, that soapbox, you know, um, Apple crate. I've already talked about it before. I think it is healthy. I, 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 and this is not the scope of what we're going to talk about today, but I think that the overconsumption of social media of, of all sorts mm-hmm. guys, I think it rewires our humanity in mm-hmm. ways that are not healthy. And I think when you unplug from it intentionally, and when you prolong it, you get you get some of your humanity back. Mm. And 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 I have I have found this to be true. I'm I'm right now. I you know, ugh, I'm I'm on, I'm in a I'm, I'm in an unplugged state right now. And and I I don't know that I'm gonna go. I'm, I don't know if I'm going back. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I I can't say. And let me tell you why. Because social media's. Um, the, there, there are some things about social media that I think are encouraged, you know, that are not, that should, that would not be encouraged in real life, snooping on people, mm-hmm. spying on people, you know what I mean? Like just the, the need for validation all the time, just like going over, checking out, you know, I, yeah. just all of the things that we do on social media, you can add to this list. I'm not exhausting any lists here, but you could add to this list. Okay. Um, but these things are not healthy. The, the overconsumption of information, um, the hatred and the vitriol that, that happens on social media, you're talking to people and people are talking to you and, and there is this real feeling as if, as if you cross this person walking down your neighborhood you know, street <laughs> and you're like, I've never, ever even touch this person physically. Like, I don't, I've never hugged this person. I don't know. And you can feel so invested. It's not it's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. It's not normal. And I think that, you know, a lot of the people that we ourselves on this program have mocked as sort of like the, whoa, they've created a world. Um, they can't, they can't have it unless we participate. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and so anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's just, um, that's just my, my two cents there. Okay. So here's the article I read that got me thinking about how the straight edge Uh, guards us against what's going on in the culture. And this, by the way, this article is not exhaustive. It doesn't go through all of all of the headlines that happened in 2021. Of course, you may have some different headlines and we'll welcome that in the third segment. That's fine. Um, But I thought that this article provoked the right type of thinking as we go into 2022. What will be some of the stories? Now, think about this. And of course, we don't know, but just to be thinking in this direction, what will be some of the stories that will draw out of us things that we wish had not been drawn out? 
What are some of the things that will provoke us not to righteousness, not to godliness, not to holiness, but to allowing the flesh to be seen, to uh, to uh, to allowing those things that we said were dead. Right. We came to Christ and we talked about the old man being dead and buried. Right. But some of these news headlines and some of these social media posts keep trying to do CPR on them. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, no, you will not die. You know, and, and you're like, no, the old man is dead. The old man is gone. But man, some people keep trying to bring them back, trying to, you know, sustain them. And so you got to you got to make sure that you recalibrate. OK, so here's the article. In 2021, media did more to erode trust than repair it. And that's just one aspect, okay? Because when you talk about trust for the media and what you expect them to do, what you expect the media to carry out, to just give you information, allow you to process it, I think many of us already know um, that we're not going back to that time, Mm -hmm. right? I think many of us already know that we're not going back to just give us the information and tell us what to think about, right? Most of us have accepted that we are now being told what to think but we've gone a step further than that. We are being told what to think and we are being forced to think it mm. right. You're being forced to think it. And so the strong arm of the media, <clears throat> I think requires great resistance. And again, yeah. the word of God, the word of God. So, so here we go. This article, um, Tim Murtaugh is the man's name who wrote this article. And I'm going to just pick up, not from the beginning of the article. I just kind of want to jump right in it. Um, but he's talking about how the media in 2021 really eroded our trust. Um, and he starts with the case of Jesse Smollett, which we kind of <laughs> wrapped up with. If you remember, we kind of right. just touched on that. We didn't really go into a lot of detail. But as we were nearing the end of the year, we learned that Jesse Smollett's um, victimization was uh, his own doing. I mean, he was a victim, right? Mm-hmm. But he victimized himself. himself. Like, yes. he, he's... So so don't ever say Justice Smollett was not a victim because actually he was. But just being the great actor that he is, he just carried it out on himself. So here we go. The the case of the actor Jesse Smollett's fake hate crime came to a conclusion, revealing that media outlets still are eager to pounce on a racially divisive story and cast blame, but are reluctant to examine themselves when the story falls apart. Now, without diving down deep into this. Basically, the point that Mr. Murtaugh makes here is that even once all of the information came out, even once it was proven in a court of law Mm -hmm. that Jussie Smollett had faked this hate crime, the media were slow to double back to it and say, oh, and by the way, we were wrong. (laughs) One of the things that's pointed out or several things are pointed out in this article about the way the media responded to the Jussie Smollett case and one of the things is that they repeatedly referred to this case as it as if it were actual fact in the early months, as if it were actual fact mm-hmm. and not something that was alleged by Jesse Smollett, which usually right. you've kind of grown accustomed to hearing them say allegedly, allegedly. alleged. Well, they yeah. just threw all of that out and they just they <laughs> spoke with great authority that Jesse Smollett had been victimized. Um, and in fact, one of let's see, he gives a couple examples here. PBS reporter Yamichi Elsendor, who is now a contributor at NBC and MSNBC, um, took that story when it first came out at face value, mm-hmm. and she blamed the nation at large. And according to this article, this was a tweet this, that she tweeted out. We have to do better as a country. This is disgusting. <laughs> 
Washington Post columnist Karen Ataya zeroed in on who the real culprit was in her view, tweeting that yet another reminder that Trump's ascendance and the resulting <laughs> climate of hate um, has meant that we have... Uh, I'm sorry, that our lives have increasingly been at stake since 2015. Our lives have been at stake since 2015. And Jesse Smollett proves that our lives have increasingly been at stake because of Trump's ascendance. Now, you would think that if you've got things like this, and this is just scratching the surface, there's more. (laughs) But you would think that if you've got things like this that the media are saying, you would think that they would go back. And they would say, man, you know, we we were wrong. We came, you know, we came in hot. We came yeah. off the top rope. <laughs> right. They can't do that, though. I mean, they don't do that. Yeah, do and that. not only do they not do that, but they don't even come back and cover the verdict of the case. Wow. When Smollett's guilty verdicts mm-hmm. were announced, mm-hmm. the entire primetime lineup on MN- MSNBC completely ignored the news. <laughs> it didn't happen. Nothing to see here. So now here's the thing. So, you know, when I when I look at cases like this, I, I think so. So what is the issue here? Like what what was the well, the aim is division. Right. So you have an anger and you have an outrage that is supposed to be sort of the natural result of a situation like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it's supposed to divide people. But you would imagine that the opposite would be true if once you learn that this was a fake crime that you would unify people, right? But you don't unify people after that because what happens, what happens is all the people who say, mm-hmm. well, see, I knew that there's something that didn't add up. That <laughs> becomes a new form of hatred. Oh, mm-hmm. so the black, the black homosexual man couldn't be believed. He couldn't, he couldn't, <laughs> right? So, oh so every time you take a position, right? Every time you say something, right. um, what happens is that becomes a new dog whistle. Wow. So you can't you can't win. So what is the remedy to that for the believer? Well, the remedy for that for the believer is the word of God. When you think that the Bible even teaches us that one man seems right until the other man comes and examines him. He who speaks first seems like he's right, like he's telling the truth. Right. Until the the second man comes and pleads his case. Mm -hmm. And so you think it's wise for us to be able to say, well, you know, just based on the information, it doesn't really pass the smell test. But I do think there should be a trial. I do think we should wait and see what comes out after that. That would be the wise thing to do. Instead, what happens is this. And let me say this. Even among conservatives, what happens now? <laughs> sorry. The Justice Smollett case may not be the best case for, for <laughs> me to make the point that I'm about to make. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, let me think. Lord, help me with a different case right now on this spot because the Jesse. Here's what I want to say. Okay, I want to say it's wise for even as conservatives in the media, right, Mm -hmm. to not just say, "Ah, I don't like the narrative that's coming from this. It can't be true." You know what I mean? It just can't be right. Um, (laughs) Although you know, two a.m. a subway sandwich and then in a polar (laughs) vortex. You out, you I'm outside in, in, in a polar vortex, Guys, like man. really. Okay, you know how anyway. people say this isn't the one. Like this, <laughs> this really, it wasn't yeah, the one. It's not the one. You know, um, it, it just. But yeah, I get your point. What you're saying. Okay, yeah. can, can I can I yeah. just slide it in there? Even though this is not the best example. <laughs> All right. Um, 
But then, okay, so let's move from that. And this is not a part of the article. Um, the Jesse Smollett example was a part of the article, and I think it was a great one. He also goes on to use the NASCAR driver example, Bubba Wallace, yes. which I thought this was really interesting as I was reading this article. He said um, that ESPN aired a documentary um, in December that focused on the discovery of the noose <laughs> hanging in the garage stall of NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace. People not familiar with the story back in 2019, the black NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace um, supposedly found a noose hanging in a garage uh, I, I, and, and it was apparently put there by some hateful white people. <laughs> ESPN did a documentary on this last month, which is insane because it was also ESPN that reported, according to the FBI, it was in fact not a noose. It was a door pull right. that had been there for months. <laughs> so you're like going so why would espn do a documentary on that so why would they to keep the flame burning yes it's like adding right wood like to, to, to keep the, fire. the exactly right to keep the anger and the hatred and the division going these are the types of things that we are up against then and and guys and i want to be very careful here because even as i'm i'm going to talk about this I learned of uh, Jay Weaver, the bass player from uh, Big Daddy Weave, learned about his passing this mm. past weekend or maybe yesterday. He was 42 years old and um, it was because of complications with COVID. But he was also he had been on dialysis and he had been mm. sick for several months. And and so there was there were other things going on. But I so I don't want to um, I don't want to uh, be dismissive of people battling COVID-19 mm -hmm. and the increased cases of um omicron yes. okay i don't i don't want to be dismissive of that but i want people to stop and think for a second and ask the question do any of these people do any of these people who are presenting this information do any of them want you to get back to normal do any of them want you no. right do any of them want you to live peaceful lives do, do the media have a vested interest in keeping you afraid? Is there, is there something on the other end of that fear? Is there something they want you to do? Is there something they want you to think? Is there a way they want you to feel? These are the questions that you ask. And then you ask the question, so what is the antidote to that? Well, I was thinking, even as I was thinking about um, how, unfortunately, we continue to track these COVID-19 cases. Mm -hmm. And if you read the news stories, they talk about the COVID-19 cases being on the rise and, and Omicron. It, and they're, but then at the same time, they say, but you know what? Omicron is not doing to the lungs what even the Delta variant did. No, it's it's like actually not as severe. It's, it's, lot, it's yeah. like I'm looking back on it and I'm going, maybe that's what Timmy and I had. Maybe we had Omicron, you know, the sore throat. And, the, and, and I don't know that because mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't swab my own nose, you know. But what I'm saying is when you continue to report the cases of this, yeah. right, it causes this feeling that we're dying. We're all dying. Right. You know what I mean? None of us is safe is the feeling that it causes. And so versus versus if you would get a report every time somebody got a cold or get a report <laughs> every time somebody got the flu. Mm -hmm. Like, think about that in real time. I'm not talking about a look back on the year of the diagnosed flu cases. I'm talking about getting updates in, in real time, looking right. every week, every day, the number of flu cases. These things have a way of causing great fear. But what does the word of God say? You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? 
because he trusts in you. Amen. He trusts in you. You will keep him in perfect peace. The one whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. Hmm. All right, let's grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. on American Family Radio and I'm starting off the year realizing that I got to go faster. Um, so man. not much has changed. Well, not much has <laughs> So changed. much. Man, we had a great conversation with our kids about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. <clears throat> our conversations just, are, are pretty, yeah, pretty good. They're <laughs> super intense. They, they can be. Over they things they can that I think be. are so simple. They can be. Yeah. They just, and you know, I blame you. you for this. They get that from you. Oh, look at that. Look at us both blaming one another. <laughs> um, but they just, they don't just take things at face value, which is good. We've, we've trained them to ask questions and, mm-hmm. and to dig deeper. But there are some things that I just go, you're going to dig deeper on this? Right. Like, really? Like, like you know, one? just. You sure about that? You know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. remind us to do a show on resolutions and, and then we'll tell you what our kids like couldn't understand yeah i mean they could understand <laughs> they just resisted yeah. they resisted but you know what we did we strong armed them no i'm just kidding no we <laughs> put them in a headlock we put them in a headlock yes. that's what we did we took them down because we're the parents <laughs> um no but we had to we had to make our case and sometimes that can be exhausting but it's worth it when you train children Mm-hmm. to think critically yeah. and when you train them to investigate and to not just go on the strength of somebody's word then you you got to anticipate that they're going to ask a lot of questions and even push back a little bit well why well what about this and and how is that different from this and and sometimes that is so exhausting you just want to eat your taco um <clears throat> you know what i used to hear when i was coming up because i that? said so that's what i heard jeff left <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when, yeah. why? But why? Because I said so. Now, nah. yeah. But now, let me ask a question. We're far <laughs> off topic here. Let me ask a question, though. Will the Great? Did that provoke? Um, did, did that provoke discovery in you? Did that make you nah, want to go search it, things out and, and go me read not for yourself? Be, get a whipping. <laughs> <laughs> not what we're after. No, that's not what we're after. We want them to go read it for yourself. Like we yes. want you to go investigate. We, you can arrive at your own conclusion as long as you align biblically. Um, but you, you know, anyway. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. So, so to, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American family radio. Yes. Holy new year to you. Um, so the question or the, the observation is that the straight edge, um, guards us. The word of God, um, protects us from the onslaught of the culture. And I was reading an article that caused me to think about some of the headlines that came out of 2021, mm-hmm. even some of the things that we covered on this program. And they all kind of um, fell into their different categories. You may have had different stories, but they generally fell into certain categories. And it seemed that the media really were trying to scare you, anger you, and divide you. Yeah. Uh, us. All Pretty of us. Pretty much, yes. 
I mean, you know, you just, if you just want to say it that way. So um, I believe the antidote to that is being steeped in the word of God is Amen. being protected by the word of God is, is hiding behind the word of God when you don't feel bold enough to stand on it boldly broad with broad shoulders, just hide behind it. Just say, you know, I wish things were different, but you know, I'm not saying you have to say that, but th that's, that's the weakest possible approach to upholding the standards of the word of God. You know, it's, I always, it's, it's like the, Hey, I didn't write it. Right. Yeah. The nervous laughter. I didn't write it, <laughs> but at least do something right to where you are upholding the word of God and defending it. Even if you feel like ah, you're outnumbered, um, the word of God is good and right and true. And it's Amen. worthy to be applied where it is prescriptive. And so that's what I'm saying in 2022. That's that should be our aim. Even if you're going to consume media, you should already be full of the word of God mm. so that you're not getting supposed nutrition from the media you consume. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? The media should not be shaping you and telling you how to think on issues. That's the word's job. Mm -hmm. Shaping you and telling you how to think on issues. However, the word doesn't do that if the word comes after the media consumption. If the media beats the word to your life, mm -hmm. if the media makes it there first, they shape how you feel and think about an issue. Yeah. The word must be there first. Mm -hmm. And I know this seems like it's so simple and it's so basic, but sometimes I think that's what we need. It needs to be simple. It needs to be basic. Um, let me give the number. We can start getting some calls queued up here, but I have another article that I want to bring in, which seems that this article could be an entire show in and of itself. But I want to use it to make a point because we talk about diversity, too. And that's a whole category, right? Like dividing people over their various ethnic groups and dividing people along cultural lines. And, and we have been battling this. We've been on the front lines trying to expose this. Yeah. And it can be so upsetting to try to teach people the value of what God has given us in the body mm. versus what the world has stolen from us because we just ignored it. Right. The world has stolen this from us, this word diversity here, right, right. but then redefined it. Right. And then they've given it back to us and they've said, OK, now if you're going to use the word diversity, here is what it now means. Right. Right. <sighs> so sad. OK, here's the number. 888-589-8840. Go ahead. I was saying and they've given it back to us and they cause you know it caused us you know as we are looking at things to like hate that word now yes yes you know, when the word is not a bad word that's right you know when it's uh applied correctly you know yes but you know it's given back to us with a new definition and so right. now we look at a word like diversity and we're like oh here they go that's again. right that's right but, and know? i would say because the word has been given back with a new definition and i would even say a a forced adherence that um, ignores the newness of life in Christ, mm. right? So there's supposed to be some new things that flow out from the believer that include diversity. And if it, in any given culture, a church, the church over which the Lord presides, mm -hmm. is supposed to look like God's design right. in all ways. But now if you live in a place where, I mean, you know, there's no color diversity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't have to wrestle with diversity. Right. So, right. so you've got diversity along socioeconomic lines. Like right. there's, this is God's idea. And you get this beautiful picture in the church of a beautiful bride mm 
Mm-hmm. A beautiful bride mm-hmm. that is uniquely designed to stand out in the world. Yet we ran from that. And so the world, um, rather than us standing out in the world, we were overrun by it. <laughs> they beat us up, took the word diversity, yeah. redefined it, and then forced it back on and look, us. Look, I, I believe even if you define it in terms of uh, color and, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. that it's still a beautiful word. I it think is when you a beautiful in, word. And see ethnicities. I think when you look at Revelation. And you see what's going mm, to be going so on in heaven. Yes. I would call that diverse. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And so, Absolutely. That's, and I think that's beautiful. But yes. we've it's been tainted so much so that it's almost like you know uh, uh, signaling something. You know, virtue virtue oh, signaling man. that it, it's it's being presented now as a bad word when it's a beautiful word given to us by God, a beautiful thing. You know. Given to us by God. So you get two different extremes, by the way, I have observed. Okay. Excuse me. You get two different extremes. On the one extreme, you've, you've got people who cherry pick people and put people in specific places just to present diversity. Right. Yes. And so they try to go through the long list of, OK, do I have a this person? Do I have a that person? Right. Do I have a that person? Right. And, and now today, let's just be real. It's a do I have a they person? Mm. Y'all know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. we get all those people together and we want to call that diversity, right? It, and, and it's not, and it's <laughs> not natural. No. Versus in the body of Christ, we have people joining, mm. coming together Come from on. different ethnic groups, from Naturally. different nationalities. Right. And, and what is the thing that we have in common? Christ, yes. not, not someone cherry picking us yes. and telling us to stand That's next to difference. one another for a photo op. That's the difference. And then the people go home and they never talk to each other again. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. But I want to say something because I think that it has produced something even in, um, in Christians that I think is unhealthy because, well, the point that I was going to make, and I just want to finish this up. You've got the one extreme where they're trying to cherry pick and force diversity. Right. But then you have the other extreme. They run so far in the other direction that they hate anything that looks like what the church is supposed to be. Hmm. And why do they hate that? Because it's like, I don't want to look like we're trying to be the world. Well, no, we're supposed to be leading them. Right. We're not trying to be them. Yeah. We're supposed to be leading them. We're they supposed to be showing them this is true diversity. Right. This is new natural. You see what Come I on. did there? Mm-hmm. New natural diversity. And this is what is ours in the history of the church. Mm-hmm. But there's something else here. And then I'll, I'll go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. There's something else here that I often talk about. And I think this is really important for Christians like myself, mm-hmm. for Christians like myself who have darker skin, whose shades are darker, um, there is something very sensual about what our culture is doing today. What do I mean by that? I mean that it can be very alluring to feel like, oh, people are checking me out because <laughs> of the color of my. You, you guys mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. here? Y'all know I don't mince, right? Like, I, I mean, let's, let's just. And so the, the call is, I need to feel seen. Mm. I need to feel seen. Well, I had been thinking about this phrase and I've been thinking about this, you know, centering this and I need to feel seen. And I was thinking how, man, none of this really looks like what we see in scripture. In fact, let me read the scripture to you. And this is why we say the straight edge on guard this. And then we'll go to the phone lines right after this Colossians chapter three, verse, I'm going to start at verse one, but verse three is where I, I want to land. Okay. If then you have been raised with Christ, Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. 
for you have died and your life is hidden hmm. with Christ in God. Come on. Wait, but I need to be seen. seen. Right. <laughs> no, no but don't. the Bible says your life is hidden in Christ. So in Christ the very definition. Hmm. What about so that? So that means hmm. that you, you are unseen, mm. but Christ, who is your life, he is seen. Come so this now. is why when people say, you know, yeah, of course, yeah, we need the gospel, but we also need this. It's like, wait, 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 wait. but you are making less of Christ. You're mm. saying that you need to be ushered. You need to get top billing. You need to be seen. But the Bible says the opposite. Jesus Christ is lifted up. Mm. Jesus Christ gets top billing. Jesus Christ is seen. And why? Because you're hidden in him. And thank God that you're hidden in him. Amen. Because if not, then the wrath of God remains on you. Come on. But as it is now, you have appropriated the righteousness of Christ. You better stay hidden. You better stay hidden in Christ. Don't be peeking out. Don't be, <laughs> don't, don't be trying to be seen. It's not going to be good for those who are trying to be seen apart from Christ. Mm. Now, and I, man, we don't have time because I, I know that there, you know, there's a there's a bigger discussion and we'll have it. We got a long by God's grace. Lord willing. Lord let me say willing. that. Yes. Lord yeah. willing. We got a long 2022. I don't presume. <laughs> I don't presume for me. All right. I don't presume. Can I? I don't presume. But can I tell you something? I'm not afraid. Amen. And and I, I just want to throw that in there for what that's worth. All right. To the phone lines we go. Will the Great. Where do we go first? Let's go to Timothy in Oklahoma. Hi, Timothy. Hello. I know that you don't have much time. Uh, how's your day going? Great. Very well. God bless you, Timothy. All right. On to the point. You were talking about the, the interchangeability of definitions of words. Just simply people take a word that means something or we think it means something and they they try to freshen it up by giving it a new meaning. Uh, objective truth tells us that something is right, whether you like it or not, and it will always stay right. Uh, example, uh, water is two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. No matter what you call it, it stays the same. Uh, the mode of salvation through faith in Christ Jesus by the grace of God Amen. stays the same. Amen. Uh, definitions can change because of culture, but what is right and what is wrong doesn't change. That's and if right. we think that, then our religion will become vain and it'll become just multicultural instead of instead of biblical. We don't mm. want multicultural. We want biblical in the sense Amen. that. Yes, ma'am. There. Amen. No, I'm I am with you, man. Amen. Timothy, listen, you're encouraging us. This is so good. And and I will tell you, to your point. When you aim for what is biblical, you may hit multicultural. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if Jesus Christ is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself. Come right. On. So you don't lift up all men. Right. Let's lift up all men and show, right. hey, we right. love everybody around here and then hope that they all come. No, you lift up Christ right. and he will draw all Christ men. Is the center. Man, That's right. Great point, Timothy. Let's, can we squeeze in one more call or no? All right, let's go to Jesse okay. in Alabama. Hi, Jesse. Hey, blessed to have y'all on the air. I missed y'all. Merry Christmas. Oh, God bless you. you. Um, the media has changed me, so I had to turn it off. Mm -hmm. uh, I became dark and um, mm. sad and yeah. heavy, and um, I wanted to be a light in this dark world. So I had to turn it off. I just step outside, see how the weather's going to be, and grab a coat or not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Look, Jesse. You, Jesse. Man, okay, so you know, listen, so our sister just kind of sparked where I was hoping to go here. Um I I think tomorrow we would do a part 2 of this because I, I I'm interested to hear more calls like the ones that came from our brother Timothy and from our sister Jesse. 
Because I think that in ways that if we are honest, we can all admit that if we're not careful, the media shapes us. Yeah. It changes us. It, as our sister just said, it can turn you dark, right? Yeah. It can, it can really Depress- cause you to depression. be pessimistic yeah. about the way you look at things mm-hmm. and just sort of like, ah, there's no hope. There's no hope. When Jesus Christ is our hope. Amen. Amen. I want to talk more about this, maybe a part two until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless. Thank you.